We thank Sheriff Robert Luna once again for that exclusive conversation, his first sit-down on talk radio in the city, and uh, he gave that conversation to KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, and so we love bringing you exclusive conversations, as we did last week uh, a few times, including uh, LAPD Chief Michael Moore, who, as I'm sure you've heard, uh, yesterday received a second five-year term. So we thank Chief Moore for coming in last Thursday, and we thank Sheriff Luna for coming in today. Uh, right now, I'm delighted to be joined uh, on the phone by director and actor Mario Van Peebles for a career conversation in the time that we have and learn more about this weekend's Regeneration Summit, a celebration of black cinema. Mario Van Peebles, my man, it's been too long. How are you, sir? I'm good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing the best I can, man. Good to hear your voice. Let me just say this. A few weeks ago uh, in studio, we had all the the five stars of the New Jack City Live. So Tretch was here and Alan Payne and Gary Dordain oh, and man. Flex and Big Daddy <laughs> Kane. I had all five of them. Matter of fact, there were so many of them Negroes, they couldn't fit in my studio. I had to, <laughs> I had to take my show to the conference room, uh, Mario, because there were too many of them uh, who were um, uh, uh, joining us that day. But I, I raised that because... I did, in fact, go see the stage play uh, the last day they were here, went to the matinee, checked it out. It was actually very entertaining. Uh, I was impressed with the cast. You know, I hadn't seen Tretch or Big Daddy Kane on stage before, but I was impressed with them. Uh, but what's fascinating about it is that it uh, you can't see the play, of course, without being reminded of the film itself. You, of course, right. were the man in that project. Uh, and every night on television, New Jack City is, is, is playing somewhere. Uh, when you were doing this all those years ago, did you know that that film would become the cult classic that it's become, Mario? You know what? You, you, you never know really going in. I knew it had an energy. It had a fire to it. The bigger, the bigger dilemma was, you know, we knew if we wanted our folks to to think about saying no to drugs you had to have characters to say yes to mm -hmm. so i knew that we need to balance if you got a new jack gangster you needed to have a new jack cop so mm -hmm. that we saw doesn't mean we can't play the villain it doesn't mean we can't play the victim mm -hmm. but we also need to play the hero and the hero and so that was one of the things that i wanted was to show our folks a balance i had a, a couple folks come up to me you know and say man i want to thank you because you you de-glamorize the F out of crack. Yeah. <laughs> when Chris Rock was in the alleyway with that white stuff around his mouth, and yeah. that, the, well, you, the woman with him, you're like, oh, and you, they redid that in the play. You know? yeah. I said, okay, y'all are staying true to that, which was very important because right. crack has been a killer in our community for a while. You know, um, but the other thing that folks, you know, you may not know is there's something that Alan Payne and Big Daddy Kane have in common with me as well, and mm -hmm. that is, Big Daddy Kane was a brother that I put into my Western posse That's right. 30 years ago. That's right. <laughs> and and Alan Payne and I just did a Western together. <laughs> yeah. So we have a, I have a new Western coming out, and, and uh, there's a character played pretty realistically, I have to say, very close to Stagecoach Mary. Mm -hmm. So Stagecoach Mary in the Western is played by Whoopi Goldberg. Right. And, and Alan Payne is playing another character that I that I wanted him Let to do, and we got a kick out. See, Alan's the one told me he was doing the play, so he invited me to come see the play. So that's how I went over to see uh, so, the New Jack City play. So, so three things right quick. Number one, Big Daddy mm -hmm. Kane, in that conversation uh, here uh, a couple of weeks ago, did in fact mention that you would put him in posse. So he was very grateful for that and remembered it, of course. So he, he, uh, he shout shouted you out in our conversation about uh, casting him in that project, number one. Number two, I didn't know you'd actually seen the play. What did you make of it? You know, I, I didn't go with any expectations. Right. I didn't know what to And I went in there, and it was fun. Right. And they did their thing, man. Yeah. I think they, they, they honored the movie, you know. And, you know, and, and I, 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 was, I was 
pleasantly surprised, man. Yeah. There was some places where I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> dude. Even even the even, I love the when they got they got into it. And I told I told I told uh, Johnson about it. I said, man, I love the backstory with Nino and G Money and all yeah. that. You know, and but you know they gave you what you needed from it. You know, he yeah. he knew what you needed from it and found a way through it. And um, you know, so that that it was good yeah. to see. And one of the tough decisions that I had to make too at the time, Travis was. You know how? What kind of director did I want to be? You know, right. I knew that New Jack would be a predominantly a, a movie with folks of color, specifically our color. Yeah. But, but I wanted to do something. We look if you go back, rewind your mind to the '90s for a minute, mm-hmm. and because I was I was the cat that was actor director. You know, mm-hmm. and so if you look at the you look at the cover of the New York Times, they had me, Spike, the Hudlin Brothers, uh, you know, Singleton. Uh, Matty Rich. They had all the d- directors du jour on the cover, and we called they called it the Black Path. Mm-hmm. Now, but I was the one cat on there who was also actor director in a big way, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was in a in the unique position of creating a wave, you know, as a filmmaker by saying, you know, Wesley's not going to be the the best friend in this. He's going to be our Pacino, mm-hmm. and Singleton did the same thing to Lawrence Fishburne in Boys in the Hood, said he's going to be our lead. And and Spike, of course, with Denzel, he's going to be our lead. So it took black men to see ourselves as black men as leads in films, mm. not supporting actors in films. Mm. And then what happened was when we could, Hollywood is not just black or white, it's green. Once once those films made money, they had to make money. Oh, yeah. Or Hollywood say, see, I told you it wouldn't work. But once those films made money, they said, oh, now we can put Wesley in Passenger 57. We can mm. put Denzel in Pelican Brief. We can put Lawrence Fishburne and so and so and when they were maybe they couldn't find those guys they come to my my little self and be like yo we'll put his ass in in solo we're gonna put him in a western (laughs) so i was able to be a part of creating the wave as a filmmaker creating the change not just being a job seeker but a job creator and yet on the job seeker side receive some of the love as an actor so it was a really unique dynamic yeah and Uh, if you think about new jack city at the time if you were an action movie you played the cop, mm-hmm. and you usually you played the the, the the captain. You said, "Do it by the book, or I'll have your ass." <laughs> and we saw a lot of great actors play that role. And so we were, we got but to do New Jack City. Me and the producers who were black, we said, "Well, you know, should we cast a white dude and say, let, let him do it by the book, and I'll have your tail?'" And I went home. And I said, nah, man, that's reactive cinema. Let's mix it up. So let's get Russell Wong, who's Asian. Yeah. Judd Nelson, who's Jewish. Let's get Ice T to play the, the the cop and not the gangster. And let's get a woman to be the prosecutor and and mix it up. Yeah. And and that that's reflected in the play too. And I was no. glad to see that they stayed true to that, which is it's not a black thing or a white thing. Yeah. Drugs is a death thing. So no. There you go. I'll shut up now. No, no, you gotta <laughs> shut up. New, I'm loving it, and so is the so is the audience. New Jack City, it's 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 iconic, it's classic, and I love it. And I thank you for giving the backstory. It's amazing. You watch something for 25 or 30 years, and you talk to Mario Van Peebles, who brought it to us, and you learn stuff that you didn't know all these years. So I, I was uh I was uh eating all that up. So thank you for sharing that. Let me ask you a couple things right quick. I'm watching my time, and of course, before the top of the hour, I want to talk about the Regeneration Summit. A celebration of black cinema. Before I do that, though, you mentioned uh, the Western that you're working on. Why don't we see more African Americans in Westerns? And what makes the story unique? What 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 do we bring uh, to the screen uh, when black folk uh, don those outfits and star in Westerns? Oh man, I lo- I love a good Western. Here's yeah. the thing, um, you know I I you know people have been after me to do another Western since Posse, and I've, I've been sort of waiting for the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt like, you know what? We got a bunch of folks out. And America's an interesting place. We got a lot of us siloed, and we're watching 
Fox News, and then a lot of us siloed and we're watching CNN and MSNBC. But guess what? You can get Republicans and Democrats, white and black, to watch a Western. If it's a good Western, it brings everybody in for some good old entertainment, some laughter, hopefully, and a little ass whooping. Um, because I think what, what we like about Westerns, and America made more Westerns than any other genre of film, was this sense of go out, go out there and make something of yourself. Now, Here's the deal. This is shortly half, you know, 1863, you had the Emancipation Proclamation. And folks didn't know they were free. Some did, some didn't. Uh, and so we had folks where, where white folks said, oh, we're going to go across in the cab in our little covered wagons. We had a lot of us who walked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you don't see that story. Yeah. But the other thing was interesting. You had a lot of us who escaped with the Seminole, the Native Americans, the Seminole Indians. You know what I mean? And And so... We had a different understanding with our red brothers and sisters than than the the, the colonizer did, and so you know as, as Woody Strode says in the beginning of Posse, history is a funny thing. They got us believing Columbus discovered America, but there were already folks here. Mm-hmm. That's like me putting my flag on your car and discovering your Mercedes Benz <laughs> and calling you an evil red savage if you don't get out your car quick enough, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we know history is really his story. It ain't our story. Yeah. We got to tell our story. And so when you really look at you know almost L.A., we're in California. You know, uh, the first settlers of Los Angeles, the first forty-four, twenty-six were African American. Mm. Almost one out of three cowboys were black. We don't see that reflected unless we tell the story. But Tavis, we know that. Yeah. The heavyweight champs, now we're seeing it, but heavyweight champs look like Ali and Tyson. Mm-hmm. Hollywood just used to make them look like Stallone. Now they're looking like Michael B. Jordan, too, which is mm-hmm. great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But we have to take our own story. Asian brothers, same thing. Karate Kid. Karate is invented by the Asians, but the Karate Kid depicted by Hollywood doesn't get to be Asian. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? <laughs> It's called Hollywood. How do we wind up being, <laughs> being exotic background, background to our own story? Yeah. And the, the way that happens is we need more. We need Native Americans. We need more women. We need, we need all of us so, telling our stories, and we'll get a more accurate yeah. picture of what this beautiful country is. And that's why I love and respect you so much, because you have been about telling our stories. Uh, I want to talk more about that when we come forward. Um, he's part of a grand legacy. Of course, you know his father, Melvin Van Peebles, and uh, just, uh, again, part of a grand legacy. When we come forward, we'll talk um, a, a bit more about this Regeneration Summit, a celebration of black cinema. Our guest is Mario Van Peebles. I'm glad about it. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Conversations that matter. matter. You're listening to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Mario Van Peebles, I was watching your father just last night. Uh, my favorite line, I know it's a blank because I'm drooling. You know the movie I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's a blank you know, my, because my, I'm drooling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my dad and I said, you know, uh, we talked about how modern-day slaves uh, don't really have chains on their bodies. They have chains on their minds. Wow. And the, and the, and the way to free your mind is to control your own imagery. Mm-hmm. That images matter, that the imagery shows us the image of what we believe we can be. That, and that's why, why he fought to make Sweetback mm-hmm. when he did in 1971. And, you know, you talk about regeneration cinema. If you were to go to the Academy Museum, you'd see that the, 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 whole, the whole emergence of, uh, of black cinema is being celebrated. 
and of course, there's a focus on Melvin Van Peebles. So, mm. you know, I go, I go there. When I, when <laughs> I miss my dad, my dad lost my dad a couple of years ago. When I yeah. go miss Pop, I go to go over there and 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 see the the, the original badass. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? I, I know you miss your dad. Uh, I, I can only imagine. And as we know, you don't close on the loss of a loved one like you close on a house. Uh, I, I get that. Um, but what do you think your dad's enduring legacy is? He's your father, obviously. But in in terms of black cinema, what's his enduring legacy? I think uh, very much the, the Malcolm of cinema, mm-hmm. very much encouraging us to not complain, not wait, well, but, but to know that you're going to deal with isms in whatever field, lookism, sexism, racism, classism. So be in the field you like and get it done. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. Yeah. You know, and that he was very much a do for self kind of brother. So growing up with him in an independent filmmaking family was like, you know, make films by any means necessary. Now, like in everything, sometimes skin folk don't mean your kin folk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So hopefully you you get to work with folk and bring folk along who have a vision of us as being all that we can be so that we're not just perpetuating you know, tropes and stereotypes of ourselves. And sometimes that's easy to do, too. You'll see f- certain folks and, you know, you go, damn, why would you make a movie like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like anything else, like, why would you pass a law like that? Why would you, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you, you look, you scratch your head and go, oh, no, we got all the way here to do mm-hmm. what? Yeah, <laughs> I, I get you, I get you. Um, e- even as, you know, even as police officers, you've got to go, why we finally get in there and we're in blue and we're doing what? Uh-huh. You know, Come on, man. We can do better. You know? I, I, I literally this morning, um, I, I, I sat for a conversation at the Washington Post the other day, uh, and I was just reading the piece that they put out this morning. There are a number of quotes in there from our conversation, and I made that very point, Mario, um, that people fought, black people fought to get these black cops on the police totally. department in Memphis. Yes. And this is the place where Dr. Yes. King loses his life, you know, marching with sanitation workers, right? Right. So we fight right. to get right. you on, and this is how you behave? I mean, it's just it's it's startling, right. man. But I, I digress on that. When we come forward yeah. in our remaining moments with Mario Van Peebles, we're going to talk exclusively and specifically about the Regeneration Summit, a celebration of black cinema. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Interrogating your assumptions. <laughs> Let's get back to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Let's get back to Mario Van Peebles on KBLA Talk 1580. I got about four and a half minutes, Mario. I'm giving it all to you. Talk to me about this weekend's Regeneration Summit, a celebration of black cinema, sir. Yeah, man. Well, you know, we, we get to see some of the black westerns that most folks, a lot of folks are not aware of. Um, and the early imagery of us, and as I was saying earlier how images matter, uh, and I'm in a, in a family that, you know, we deal in that. And uh, you get to see the whole evolution of it. So they're, they're, they, you, you'll see it right before your eyes. Uh, they go, they touch on Oscar Micheaux. They touch on Gordon, Ozzy, Melvin Van Peebles. Um, and it's dope. So that that's where I'm going to be this weekend over there. It's right there on uh, on Fairfax and Wilshire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, they, they and we're having a discussion about, you know, why aren't there more black westerns, more of us in westerns? We know there were real-life characters like Rufus Buck and, you know, Bass and Stagecoach Mary and, you know, uh, you know Bulldogger, you know, Bill Pickett, Notorious Bulldogger. Uh, and, and there's a whole black rodeo community, man, that is badass. These brothers and sisters can ride. Mm. And, uh, and we just, we don't see it enough. And, you know, it's been part of my mission to, to bring that to light. And I ride. 
you know, so I've I've been through cowboy school. <laughs> uh, so you you it's it's good to see, to see that community and what and see all these beautiful movies with all this talent that most of us didn't didn't find. You know, they sometimes they say to hide something from us, you put it in a book. Well, sometimes mm-hmm. you can put it in an independent film, mm-hmm. and it can stay hidden because the gatekeepers don't necessarily profit from your seeing it. And sometimes you're seeing that kind of empowering imagery of self yeah. actually plays against the narrative. They want to sell you. Yep. I just had that conversation with Isaiah Washington a few weeks ago. I actually went and saw his Corsicana. Uh, speaking of Bass Reeves, who you mentioned a moment ago, I learned a lot more about Bass Reeves from Isaiah's film. It was a nicely done uh, called Corsicana, which is, uh, again, about Bass Reeves. I learned a lot about that. Uh, but I'm celebrating this weekend's Regeneration Summit, a celebration of black cinema. Let me ask you in the 90 seconds I have left, um, what you make of the, ele- uh, the, how about I put it, the, the evolution, the progress, you tell me, of black cinema, Mario? I, I think, you know, it's what is that, you know, the, the arc of history bends towards justice. Mm-hmm. We're bending it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just bend on its own. That's right. You've got to get up there. you got to get up there and bend, <laughs> and bend it and, and, and be a part of that. Yeah. And if we don't do that, then we wind up making the same mistakes other people have made. So I think we're, I, I think we're slowly bending it. I think we see, you know, us, us diversifying more. But remember like this, someone said once, if you diversify evil, it's still evil. Mm-hmm. You got to deserve diverse. You got to bring something righteous. Show us, show us. I don't mind seeing us play a villain, but show us winning. People come up to me all the time. I got a real story about a guy. He was cheated. He was abused and he died penniless. Man, I want to see us win, man. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? <laughs> I know we can get a beat down. Show me how to win. Yeah. Show me how to get up. I don't mind falling. Show me how you get up off the mat. That's how you win. You don't win yeah. just by falling. If you ever, if you ever had the honor, as I did, of meeting his father, you understand that Mario Van Peebles got it honest. <laughs> he got it honest, man. He is so much like his father. Uh, yeah, and, and I, the, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Da- Daddy, Daddy didn't take no for an answer, man. Uh, he would say, "Look, I, I, I remember what I did, New Jack, my first movie. And I did the posse. I put my dad in posse, yeah, yeah. and he, he said, son, you're, you're lucky.' But you know." Dad would say, luck is preparation meets opportunity. You were prepared and you got the opportunity. There you and go. that's the lucky of it. Well, you are a chip off the old block and we are all the better for it. Uh, uh, again, his father, Melvin Van Peebles, uh, passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, rest in peace. But just an amazing, amazing man. Uh, and Mario's doing his own thing. This weekend, he'll be at the Regeneration Summit, a celebration of black cinema, all kinds of great films. As you heard Mario mention a moment ago, it's uh, basically at Wilshire and Fairfax. You can't miss it. Stuff everywhere. The Regeneration Summit, a celebration of black cinema this weekend. Mario, I appreciate you, man. Love you much. Good to have you Thanks on. Stay strong, brother. All right, now. You, you too, sir. All right, take care. I'll take care. After news, traffic, and sports, a conversation with Ben Crump, uh, the attorney for the Nichols family, Tyree Nichols, being buried today in Memphis, and Connie Rice would join us as well. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580.